0: This is Marvel 616 Politics, Episode 73, with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. like how you said that jared and jared may it was like action jared oh i did i i punched both of my
1: fists in the air as i said it like together yeah like like hail was hydra. There a shockwave? <clears throat> no like hail hydra when they both shoot their hands in front
0: oh i bet you looked a lot cooler than that though oh
1: of course i mean i have my tan glistening body
0: i don't need to know about your glistening why are you glistening what's the what's the temperature up there Oh, it was like 78 today. I laid out. It was like 78 today. You know, it was like 78 here, and we were like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's it, It's been awful. My kids ran outside today in a sweatshirt because it was 70 when we woke up, and they were all excited. <laughs> they I'm said, yeah, schoolers. Ellie, my youngest one, my five-year-old, was like, Christmas is coming! Oh, yeah, that's that's how we do it down here. Stay at home school, kids. <laughs> I'm s- talking about the weather. I don't need to insult my we'll, kids'
1: educations. We'll learn when the holidays are. <laughs> one day.
0: <laughs> you're missing the point.
1: I know. I'm just and
0: you're up. being a jerk.
1: I hey, I haven't been a jerk for a while. You haven't called me a jerk for like two episodes. Just because I haven't called you a jerk. Uh doesn't mean you weren't thinking it.
0: Well, it doesn't mean you weren't being one. Oh, 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 Ooh. ouch. Have ouch. you heard of pressure canning? <laughs>
1: uh, good segue. No, I've not.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm looking into getting a pressure canner, which is like a bigger <laughs> pressure cooker. Um, anyway, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and apparently water only heats up to 212, I guess, and then the boiling actually regulates the temperature, and then it just goes into water vapor. But if you use a pressure cooker then you can get the temperature higher and actually kill all the botulism in these, you know, food products.
1: So that's what you're wanting it for?
0: Uh, yeah, to can things. Oh.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I'm looking at that, but these things, man, we would have to do a lot of podcasts with a lot of sponsorships for me to afford one of these.
1: Well, oh, they're, they're pretty expensive? Like 400 $400. Yeah, I've never, ever, ever, and probably never will look into something like that. So I I wish I could help you. (laughs) Maybe if we could get sponsored by a canning company.
0: Yeah, I think we have a lot of overlapping demographic. Uh,
1: I don't know. We really should maybe step back and look at our demographic. Maybe we do have some canners.
0: Uh, If you're a canner, call into the show. Dude, absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: 616755
1: Tina. <laughs> and give Andy a discount on all his canning needs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just now getting into it, so I'm thinking going aluminum first instead of like the cast iron.
1: Where did that come from though? We were just talking about the weather. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I These are the things I ponder. I wanted to get your I wanted to get your take on it.
1: Oh, okay. I di- I just don't have a take. Wow.
0: Well. That's a I'm shame. sorry. So what would you do this weekend? This weekend, what did I do? Yeah, I know it's a tough question.
1: You weren't ready for it. Oh, no, it's like my memory. Somebody else asked me that this morning. They asked me how my weekend was, and I was like, I don't know. What did I do? Oh, okay. Um, Saturday, we watched um, a lot of Real Housewives of O.C., We had like a little mini-marathon, Jennifer and I did. (laughs) And Friday, we went to my mother and father-in-law's house. Oh, that's fun. Had food, and two of my nephews showed up, so we played games, and it was nice and relaxing. And then Sunday, we went to church, and then went to the gym, and then hung out with some friends. And... Oh! (gasps) Oh! That's a good story, Andy. I'm glad you asked. Okay, good. So Sunday night, Sunday, all Sunday, it was super windy. And uh, like I had to constantly redo my hair because it was so windy outside. And um, we come home. And earlier that morning while I was at church, Jennifer, she comes later because I'm on praise team. She had texted me. She's like, there's somebody in the house. And I'm like singing on stage. I don't know, I don't think anybody's in the house, honey, I'm not there, and she's like, I can hear, like, like, walking around, or moving around the house, I don't know what's going on, but eventually she got ready, and came to church, and said, I, I didn't see, hear anything, find anything, or whatever, so, fast forward, 12 hours, you know, we come home around nine o'clock, it's been windy all day, um, the power went out for a little while, our internet service was out, and so, you know, I don't know how, I couldn't even, like, get on my phone to get on the internet it was a very sad time and so we're getting ready to go to bed and she's like shh do you hear that listen and i don't hear anything she's like oh of course it's not gonna it's not gonna make the noise now but it was it was that it's like that noise earlier when somebody was in the house so i'm quiet and sure enough it sounds like somebody's walking around in our house oh my like where is it coming from so for half an hour, I'm just like, because it'll come and go, come and go. So I'll move to this part of the house, move to that part of the house, and finally, I put my ear up to her bathroom wall, and I could hear it in the wall. I, oh my gosh, we've got an animal in our wall. <laughs> so then I ran around to my bathroom and put my ear, and I heard it in there. I like so- how
0: you guys have separate bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> why not (laughs) sure yeah sure
1: i mean you've been to our mansion
0: i have yeah your 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 house was shared walls
1: yeah (laughs) and so the noise is in between our two bathroom walls and like there's a a raccoon or a squirrel or i get on google and they're like it could it's an animal or bats or carpet ants carpet Uh, carpet ants ants. carpent carpenter ants okay carpet
0: ants i didn't know what that was
1: so I run downstairs, I'm like, maybe I can, how did they get in? I don't, I don't even know. We don't have, that's not where the chimney is. So I turn on the dryer to like heat it out because the dryer vent goes in between those walls. Nothing. Like it's just louder and louder. Like, oh, my. Google says that you should cut a square of your wall out and get out whatever's in there and make sure it's fine lines so you can easily, easily replace the wall. Like. It's eleven thirty at night. What there's a raccoon in my between my walls. I don't have time for this. I'm like flipping out and I don't know what to do. I like your stories. So and 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 all I see is dollar signs. I'm like, we have animals and I've gotta pay for somebody to come and kill this animal in between our wall. And how am I gonna sleep tonight? Because then Jennifer's like, I don't wanna sleep up here. What if it rips out of the wall and comes and gets us? Like, well, not too many squirrels are going to break through the wall and attack us. So, like, maybe it's coming outside. So I go outside. They're tr- because it's so windy, the tree outside is scraping against our gutters. And the vibration is making a sound like something is in between our walls.
0: Oh, so there wasn't even an animal?
1: No. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> oh, it was, like, such a relief. My heart just, like started to beat again and I oh the dollar signs went away and nothing was gonna break through our walls and oh. so I got in bed, we went to bed. Two AM I hear this saxophone solo. Loud as can be in the house. I'm like, oh my gosh, what there's a the raccoon has broken through our wall and he's playing the saxophone in the bathroom <laughs> We had Pandora on, and when the internet went off, it stopped Pandora. Oh! The internet came back on at two in the morning onto Tina's song, Paradise Is Here, and the <laughs> saxophone solo part was blaring. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like, it was a crazy night. <laughs> that's
0: fantastic. That was fantastic, man.
1: <sighs> Good times. So that's what we did this weekend. <laughs>
0: that's a that's a worthwhile endeavor right there uh,
1: thanks for asking yeah no problem what about you man? can you compare
0: no no not at all uh, i i uh I tried to fix the mower um, and I thought I did and I did for like five minutes and then the belt tore out so I have to refix it um,
1: Is it just the belt you have to fix
0: yeah yeah okay so, yeah not not bad not
1: bad yeah yeah. no that's good that's good (laughs) a belt is easier than a motor yes
0: yes i I couldn't tell if you were mocking me
1: no i i know like four things about vehicles and stuff and one of them is that a belt is an easier thing to fix than a motor
0: (laughs) that's good the other three are tires always go on the bottom
1: (laughs) (laughs) tires are supposed to spin
0: (laughs) so um i i harvested some rabbits and then we, um, I put a tiller together. Now we... hold
1: on, go back. Okay. You sound kind of like John Sublime or something. You're <laughs> harvesting rabbits.
0: I, I didn't know how to tactfully. I killed and cleaned three rabbits.
1: Oh well, yeah, that tol- that made me think something different. I thought you were like in your lab, like mutating their cells together. <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. Not like Doctor Sinistering it up.
1: Or Mister, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame.
1: That's okay. So, so before you go further, yeah. So, so you harvested these rabbits, like, did for meals? Yeah. Okay.
0: So three of them. I was kind of disappointed at how small they were, but you're supposed to do it before age 12, before they um, go through, you know, sexual maturity and then their meat all changes and stuff. So,
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yes. Yes. can Can you can rabbit? You know what? I think that you can can meat. It doesn't last as long, and I, I so yeah, probably. I think okay. I'm gonna. I'm looking at dehydrators as well, so mm. I probably do that and smokers too. So I'm into these preserving food thing.
1: Yeah, kind of like if if something happens and you have to have a bunch of food around.
0: Yeah, you know we have stuff growing. I was wondering, you know, how hard it would be to can our pears and everything. And anyway, whatever. Uh did that um taught sunday school when miss Jacqueline. uh took a nap on sunday it was fantastic um almost done with the stump in the yard almost good yeah yeah i I feel like we did something else but i can't i can't remember hmm no
1: no saxophone playing animals
0: (laughs) no no saxophone playing animals this go-round you know yeah. We had the girls had uh, two out of the three daughters had uh, friends spend the night on Friday.
1: Oh yeah, you texted me. How did how did that go?
0: It went okay. One of them needed a little uh, adjustment, but the um oh! the, the other one was good. Like you spanked her? Or? No, 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 no. I uh I you know <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Well, cause you're I I
1: I I I, I
0: uh <laughs> I I. I if my children were disrespectful or rude to an adult at somebody else's house, I would hope that that adult would correct them. And so sure. I just had to do that to, gotcha. to one of the children.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. And then after that, everything was hunky-dory.
0: Yeah, I, actually, everything was good. I, you know, um, I called up the stairs, and I was like, okay, well, you girls need to get in bed. And then what, the friend said, we're brushing our teeth. <laughs> And I said, excuse me, come here. And so she stood at the top of the stairs, and I was down at the bottom. I said, "Um, that was disrespectful. I don't want you to to yell at an adult. Um, You could have said, excuse me, we'll be right there. We're brushing our teeth, and that would have been fine. But, you know, you need to say, you need to be polite. You need to be respectful to an adult. And uh, she was like, super afraid. And I I just said it's okay. You just just say yes, sir. And she was like yes, sir. And I was like okay, good. So after you finish <laughs> brushing your teeth, go on and get into bed. And then make me a sandwich. <laughs> I did not say that. That would have been great. So <laughs> anyway, Jackie looked at me and she was like, oh, and I was like, what are you all gonna do you want me to do, this kid? <laughs> These children.
1: That's right. You should have like had a guy's night if your your house was filled with all that estrogen.
0: Um I did play I have this ongoing game I've been playing. I don't play video games that often, but have you ever heard of like Commandos? No. Okay. It's a game where you have like six guys and you're looking down at a map and it's during World War II and each guy has different abilities and you have to work with your team to accomplish a mission without being even seen by the enemy. Mm. And there's like so there's 50 guys on the board who are patrolling and they're all Germans and they have machine guns or you know whatever. And so you have to accomplish the mission and steal something or free a prisoner or whatever without being seen by any of these guys. So um, I've been doing this game for over a year, and I was on the third mission. And so I finished that up. It felt really good.
1: Oh, cool. So you play with other people? No. No. I mean, not at all. It's a by-yourself game. Yeah. (laughs) So that wouldn't really be a guy's night then. (laughs) Oh, I see. I see what you meant. Just playing Uno by myself. <laughs> Uno, one.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. This is, this is Marvel so, City. Why don't you have a guy's night?
1: Well, I'm really into Commando. It's a game I play by myself.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I thought you meant like... I didn't know you meant a guy's night with like other people.
1: <laughs> yes, guy's night. The plural form guys usually implies singular
0: guy (laughs) there's nobody i want to hang out with no no (laughs) (laughs) no
1: really i don't like anyone down here (laughs) no but
0: i mean like what would uh it's just you know what would you do what do you do on a guy's night what do you do
1: play video games together go go to the movies get uh bw3s um poker watch watch um a sport of some sort (laughs) (laughs) i i guess that kind of stuff that's i mean when we have guys night with the youth group we do that kind of stuff or i'd be
0: interested in playing poker
1: yeah i mean i've never played it for money because i'm sure i would lose it but i love to play poker
0: so what do you play it for like
1: pennies or bottle caps just the chips just use the chips. Oh, that, that seems a lot more, a lot easier than what I would. Yeah, yeah, we try and keep it simple. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Where are you going to get bottle caps from? I don't know. <laughs> All
1: right, everybody, save your bottle
0: caps. Next. <laughs> All right, month- it's 1927. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, man, oh man. Anyways, <laughs> oh, uh, work. Work has been tough. So give me some leeway here. I've been going nonstop uh listeners jared texts me at like one thirty. he's like uh you said you would get the agenda to me yesterday and i'm like that i is, haven't even been to my desk man that is absolutely not true what is not
1: true what did the text say anything like that
0: it said agenda
1: yeah which is a lot different than um i think you were supposed to give me the agenda yesterday and you haven't
0: i don't know who you're trying to imitate but i find it offensive in french i was imitating you imitating me of something i didn't even say so tomorrow we're going to uh, the <laughs> Workforce Investment Act office in L, and this lady, my boss, came to me, and he was like, yeah, I was on the phone with this lady, and she really doesn't like us, and um, so we're going to dig up every single case file that we have for a student that they sent to us and show them how we place them in a job because she thinks that we haven't. And I was like, oh, okay. You think that's prudent? And he was like, yeah, on the phone, she told us not to do this. So we're <laughs> going to definitely do it. I was like, all right. So, like, my whole afternoon was like getting the research together of going out since 2007, going and finding these students and where they're actually working and the training that they went through. And then, like, because she told my boss, well, we really haven't had luck with you guys in placing our, our, our students that we've sent you. And he was like, that's so strange. You're probably right. But I don't know why your office would be the only one that we haven't had success with. But throughout the rest of the entire state and even other states, we haven't had any problems. That's crazy. (laughs) So anyway, this should be interesting. From what I hear, there will be a lot of yelling.
1: Oh, are you going to be a part of that? I will (laughs) listen. Because never yell at an adult, remember? (laughs) Listen to me. Never just, yell at an adult. You just say, yes, sir, and then go brush your teeth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, I feel dirty. I got to go brush my teeth. <laughs> All awesome right, we, we are that. a comic book podcast. This is Marvel 616 Politics. And you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can visit our website, marvel616politics.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at 616politics.
1: You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can even talk with us and leave us a message at 616-755-TINA. You can look us up on Instagram. Our handle is marvel616politics. And we're also on YouTube. Our handle there is also marvel616politics with no spaces.
0: And uh speaking of voicemails, we got one. We actually have two. We're gonna play one after the show because it's pretty much congratulating me <laughs> for being right. So we don't we don't want to disrupt the show with that.
1: Yes, but okay, the, the voicemail, let's let's just preface the voicemail before the end of the show. It is from Stanley. Stanley is I think seventeen hundred years old. Seventeen, and, eighteen,
0: something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you listen to him his interviews, He's always going back and, like, retconning himself. Like, this is how Black Panther happened. No, this is how it happened. Like, he's, you know, he's kind of losing. He's lost a little bit of it. So keep that in mind when he's telling Andy that he's always correct.
0: Oh, that whole explanation was basically to tell me that I'm incorrect? Yes. Oh, very tactful. Okay. Ah, <laughs> class act.
2: Hi, this is Adam from Ohio. I am a long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I guess you could call me a uh, comic book nerd in training. But I was going through some of the comic books here, and I had a question. I was wondering, why can't Wolverine's adamantium claws cut through Captain America's vibranium shield? And also, how can a shield be made if you can't cut through it? I mean, I can see how it would be poured into a cast, but you can't attach anything to it. So that was my question for the night show. Uh, love the show. Can't wait to hear. Thanks.
0: I love that. That's long-time listener, first-time caller. Come on in, Adam! <laughs> All right, so Adam wants to know, why in the world... Two questions, basically. Why in the world does Wolverine's claws not cut through... Uh, the Captain America shield, and then another question during his musings: How did they even make the shield? Yeah, those why, are good questions. Why don't you take? A, why don't you tackle the first one? Because clearly, we we know the answers to these. Yeah, the first
1: half. That's a that's a great question. It's been asked by many a comic book um, person. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to come up with something really clever, so I went with person.
0: Yeah, and, a, Kevin, a comic book entrepreneur, of
1: course. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the answer's simple, because Captain America's shield is made out of vita, vibranium. What did and you say?
0: Vita what? Vita? vita Vita Vegemin? Vita Vita Vegemin.
1: Yes, it's made out of vibranium. And the vibranium in Captain America's shield absorbs the energy behind Wolverine's adamantium claws when he's striking against it. Um, and then the adamantium boosts its defense. So, that's why Wolverine's claws do not cut through Captain America's shield.
0: Alright, and the way that the shield was formed, you said something about putting it in a cast. Uh, it's That's probably it. If you heated it up uh, enough, and I'm sure that Tony Stark would be able to tell you all about this stuff. But um, if you heated it up, heated vibranium up, up enough, I'm sorry... Uh, you you can probably cast it and then um, probably it doesn't lose its its properties um, what is the hardness what is the scale for hardness on metals I forget what that is it's not malleability is it it may it may be anyway the Wonderful. malleability of the the is probably not compromised by heat like other metals especially since it can absorb energy it may actually even strengthen it so um that's my answer to that. When they went to form the shield, there's a good chance that they didn't carve it or chip it out like you do. Uh, you know, diamond is a very hard substance, but if you do it at the right angles and using the right grit and all that kind of stuff, you can polish them and shape them. Uh, yes. But I'm guessing this it had to do with the smelting process.
1: Mm, smelting.
0: Yes. That, that's my answer. And I find that if I say it with enough confidence, it makes it true
1: well I, I'm glad I'm glad Adam called in uh, that was a good question uh based on his question you know he said you know I'm sitting here looking through some comics and stuff and kind of made him ask these questions so um I know Wolverine and Captain America have fought a couple times, so I'd definitely love to hear from Adam you know what books he's reading or what he was reading uh, that prompted him to ask this question that'd be really cool
0: I don't know if any I mean I, I see I can see Wolverine probably getting angry enough to break the shield, but to go after Captain America? I don't know. It seems like Wolverine has those type of limits where they say, okay, well, this is a good man. I'm not going to go after him.
1: Well, they've fought before.
0: Yeah, but like full bore going to kill each other?
1: Uh, I mean, they were pretty intense in AVX.
0: They fought against each other in AVX? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. Um, Enemy of the State it. they probably did. You what now? I said Enemy of the State they probably did.
1: Yeah, Enemy of the State. I think there were some... They've gone back in time and done some you know, retconning of a couple different times that they've battled. Way back in the day, too.
0: I gotcha. Um, Alright, did we do all our contact information? Because it's time for sponsorships. Well, we have another question. Do we? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Our our
1: good friend Tyler Tavner um, is from Australia, and so it was going to cost him money to be able to call the American number and leave a message.
0: So who's Americans? Those capitalists. Oh, I love them.
1: Um, but Tyler wrote this. Uh, I have a question. Are you guys reading the Edge? I, I don't know. He's from Australia. Maybe I should read it in Australian accent. Nope. Yeah. Are go you guys? It. Yeah. You yeah, guys reading? It. Well, this is a a person from America that moved to Australia accent. Crikey. Get to it. Are you guys reading the Edge of the Spider-Verse comics? You're not even... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not even trying. No, he's a guy. He lived... I'm doing it in the voice of someone from Ohio that moved to Australia and denounced their American citizenship and now is an Australian.
0: That's... Okay. That's weak. Go ahead. Ooh. Two
1: blows tonight, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) good thing I worked out today. (laughs) You and your glistening self, you can take (laughs) I have a question. Are you guys reading the Edge of Spider-Verse comics? And if so, what are your thoughts on how it's progressing so far? Can you make a prediction of what you think will happen coming out at the other end regarding Spider-Man? Do you think we will start to see more comics that are Spider-related hit the shelves? And Andy, you are the resident Spider-Man aficionado so why don't you answer that for us okay
0: from from what i've seen it looks like um at first i thought there was multiple morelands but now i'm thinking it's a race of morelands, and i think that's becoming <coughs> evident and moreland i think is the dad and then we see the person with the fish helmet on the uh undersea underwater dry suit helmet um, and I think that's the son. I think his name is Karn. And then we have like a brother and a sister as well. And they're all hunting the totem powers. Uh, so everybody is. And, and they're transdimensional as well. So they can go. Uh, or they're interdimensional and they can go in between dimensions and alternate realities. Um, I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot of new titles. I'm wondering if. All the dimensions are gonna clash and collide, as mm. we kind of talked about at a different, uh, a different episode when Bendis inside one of the Spider-Man, you know, he he had a little clue or hint about, you know, Carol Danvers saying, "Oh, it's all colliding, it's all coming together," and we know from New Avengers that there's incursions happening all the time. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with it in a roundabout way. But as far as the Spider-Verse or Edge of Spider-Verse, I think we're probably going to see Karn become a sympathetic figure. He's probably going to help kill Moreland once and for all and either seal... We're either going to learn a whole lot more about this other dimension and these beings um, and they're going to become a recurring character and due to like power and story inflation, they're going to be more easily taken care of eventually once we figure out their weaknesses. Or uh, they're dimension is going to be sealed forever and there's going to be some cataclysm that sends everybody back to their own dimension so one of the two extremes is what i'm thinking i don't think it's just going to be okay well we're going to put each of you back in your own dimension or your own alternate reality like when i pulled you out of it
1: okay so but you don't see any uh spider man some any new spider related titles coming from this
0: I I don't because the the movie's coming up. I you know I I just I don't see them hitting that all that hard. Unless unless the rumors of them shutting down the X Men titles are true, then they would have to go with their flagship Spider Man book. So I don't know. It's a possibility, but I don't see more than one one extra.
1: Hmm. What do you think? I think, we might, I think we could probably see somebody stay here. I mean, we've got Spider-Man 2099. He's here. We'll have regular Spider-Man. We've got the X-Men crossing over with Miles Morales' Spider-Man right now. So I think we could maybe see one, possibly. I'm not really sure who's sticking out, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean... It might be cool to have Superior Spider-Man at the same time as Peter Parker, but, mm. you know, that's uh, that would be a dangerous story to tell. So.
1: Yeah, that was pretty popular. It was a lot more popular than what originally was thought it was going to be.
0: You yeah, know? you know, somebody was asking me the other day, and I really did, I do like Superior Spider-Man better than Dan Slott's Amazing Spider-Man run.
3: Hmm.
0: When you, when you compare how he writes Peter Parker to how he writes Doc Ock and Peter Parker's body, I think he does a much better job, and his the type of stories he tells, they fit better with the Doc Ock thing.
1: Yeah, Superior Spider-Man was just liked by everyone. You know, everybody, it started off, you know, every, we all hated it, and then we're like, okay, if we give it a chance, this is actually pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, I'm not going to say it's awesome, but I, I think he did a better job with it, and Um, I do say that Christos Gage, who he was, he's the one that's kind of been doing the scripting for, um, Superior Spider-Man number 32 and number 33. So it hasn't been Dan Slott. I say he's much better at these characters than Dan Slott is. Hmm. And I think I said that during number 31, which was the last Superior Spider-Man where they changed back to.
1: So he's more your cup of tea.
0: Definitely. Gotcha. Definitely. Okay. All right. So we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. You can go there and order all your pre... Not preview. What is it? Your pre-order issues. Uh, It's September right now, so you're ordering for November. And they have their catalog up there. and Look through, and you can get 40% off all your orders that's crazy that's ridiculous um all your marvel books are 40 percent off they come uh, delivered to your door you can get them delivered once a month twice a month or four times a month every week and they come in pristine condition there was only one time one time where a corner was bent on my book i don't know how they do that but i have ordered thousands of books from them <laughs> <laughs> literally thousands of books and only one of them was bent.
1: That's awesome. I'm done. And I bet if you would have contacted them, they would have sent you like a hundred free issues.
0: Yeah, they probably would. Cause you, you contacted them one time, right? And they yeah. fixed the problem.
1: They sure did. They're great.
0: Yep, so DCBService.com, and if you're looking for um, trade paperbacks, go to InStockTrades.com, which is their sister site. Anything, any orders over 50 bucks are free shipping.
1: We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Community Retail Partnership is a discount membership program for all office supply or any really, any needs, any of your purchases through Office Depot, whether in-store or online, with a Community Retail Partnership membership. Uh, it entitles you to d- significant discounts on everything you purchase through Office Depot. They also have a top five program where once you have a membership, you can email them and let them know your five products that you're going to order most often. And they will highly, even more highly discount those products um, online for, or in-store for you. Um, the membership costs $39, and it's a lifetime membership. You never have another fee again. Uh, Their website is www.crpsavings.com. They also have a really sweet Keurig deal going on right now where you buy four boxes of K-Cups for their already lowest price that I've ever seen for K-Cups is through them. You buy four boxes of those, and you can buy a Keurig for $29, which is normally in Office Depot. It's $117. So it's a crazy good deal. Um, it's only going on for the rest of the month, so definitely if you don't have a membership yet, go to crpsavings.com, sign up, and get your deals.
0: And how often do these deals occur? Not the curing, but like the deals that they have. Uh, they try and offer
1: – I mean I've got a membership. You've got a membership. We, we typically get like a newsletter about every six weeks, six weeks to eight weeks. Um, and you can always email them and talk to them and ask them. If they've got a deal or if they can put a deal together for you or whatever, they'll do it.
0: (laughs) Right on. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: We're also sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions. (laughs) That is Darren's business. Darren is our media man for the Marvel 616 politics. And uh, Darren's main job is to build websites and do a lot of SEO and marketing. Um, strategies for for various businesses. He's put together uh, some amazing local products here, um, different promotions and things. He's he's does videos and um, sets up websites, and um, he he's really just got his finger on the pulse of really good marketing and and strategies like that. And so uh, his website is MichaelWebSolutions.com. Definitely check that
0: out. You're you're waiting for me to see one B, right?
1: Yes, Michael Webb Solutions has one B.
0: Yeah, it's not his name, Michael Webb. Don't be confused, like I was.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there are so many people that work here at Marvel 6 Month Politics. <laughs> Andy was like,
0: who are you again? <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, What what's going on here? <laughs> oh, uh, ridiculous. I felt so bad. Uh, John Edwards... Um, he...
1: the vice president the guy running for vice president
0: oh no now I feel really bad isn't that the name of our listener I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> okay anyway <laughs> now I feel terrible <laughs> he, he contacted me over Facebook he sent me a message and uh, I don't know how long it was waiting there but I did write him back eventually but I found it and I was like oh crud <laughs> He was like, Oh, I haven't talked to you in a long time. I was asking these questions. And uh so anyway, I forget why I'm even telling this story.
1: You mean Jason Edwards?
0: Jason! Ah oh,
1: Jason Edwards.
0: I was just to check. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long you'd go. That's that's rude. Oh <laughs> help me out! Throw me a bone. No, Jason Edwards, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Yeah, if you need anything, go to Darren. Okay. He'll help, you out. He'll help you out with this Facebook stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you ready to hit some current events? Absolutely. Alright, let's do it.
2: Current events.
0: Alright, we are on the March to. 2- axis yes all right so the march to axis so far i believe is magneto number eight magneto number nine uncanny avengers number 24 so have you read these issues
1: yeah yeah well see i read magneto number eight you you had said magneto so i'm not sure if that's a different book
0: yeah yep yep it is
1: (laughs) That's because you yelled at me about vi- Vibranium earlier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did I? of <laughs> Alright, so what do you think so far about this March to Axis?
1: I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Okay, t- Tell me. tell me why you're looking forward to it, and did this looking forward to it occur before you started reading these issues?
1: Alright, the looking forward to it did occur before I started reading, because I knew that the main villain was red skull slash onslaught and onslaught is probably in my top five favorite villains of all time so to to have onslaught back i thought that was going to be really sweet but i mean they brought onslaught back before and the stories have tanked like when he he fought the secret avengers and the young allies that was just dreadful
0: hey the young allies that was fantastic
1: (laughs) and uh, so that that really stunk but To see him coming back now, and the preview images showed more than just the main six being involved in this crossover. You know, you got to see people like uh, Medusa, Luke Cage, Storm, um, people like that are going to be more... It looks like it from the previews, more integral characters than, you know, just Hulk and Spider-Man. So that looks really cool. It looks like the Avengers and the X-Men are going to be together... um, it has a lot to do with Genosha and I've always just any stories that have to do with Genosha have always really excited me that that whole Island of mutants and uh, Magneto running the play. Well, first, you know, being persecuted mutants and then Magneto taking over the the Island and being the president of the Island and being a sanctuary for mutants. And then Sentinels coming and destroying 16 million and then professor bringing a team there. and and so anytime Genosha is involved, I'm always just, Jazzed, if you will.
0: (laughs) What's what's your favorite era of Genosha? I really
1: like the original Extinction Agenda, Genosha.
0: That's where people get tricked into coming there,
1: or what? Well, the Extinction Agenda was. Did did I buy that trade for you? I yes. Oh, have you not read that? No. Okay, it's it's only my favorite um, story ever. but uh
0: <laughs> it's you know what? We built these shelves, it's right there on the shelf. I know exactly where it is.
1: Okay, good. <laughs>
0: I'll have to i have to uh, take some time. Is it Claremont or is it Wheezy?
1: It's Claremont. Okay. But it involves new mutants, X Men, X Factor, just going to Genosha to, to free a small group of, of mutants that were captured and they fight Cameron Hodge and it's wild. So wild.
0: I will make a concerted effort to read that.
1: Do you have a particular uh, enjoyable period of Genosha?
0: <laughs> I, I uh, started reading during New X-Men, Grant Morrison's run. And okay. so it has always been like the place that was laid waste, you know, uh, to the tipping point between humanity and mutants leading up to House of M. Or M mm-hmm. Day, I guess. And it's just been in my and like every time somebody mentions it, like, oh yeah, well, you know what happened in Genosha, You know, it's kind of like it's like, yeah, I mean that would be a huge deal in real life, like that tipping point, sixteen million, just like that, dead. Sure. So yeah. I always I always look at it and, and and place it in that. Like that's probably the most important thing that has ever happened there, and it changed the world.
1: But even before and see, this is before you got into books, you know, they you know, the United Nations got together and said that we're going to give this terrorist this whole island to have his own nation. You know, yeah, so like, that would also be, you know, oh, Osama bin Laden. He has said if if we don't listen to him, he's going to you know, do something else. So we're going to get together and we're going to give him a whole nation.
0: Well, it's you know. very—I mean, it's very interesting—not to get into too much politics and stuff, but um, you know, Hamas is now a political party and a governmental entity, but for the longest time they were viewed and still are by many as a terrorist organization, and they have the you know political control for the most part in uh, Ga- the Gaza Strip. Yeah, you know, and it really is it, it causing a lot of problems with Israel and the neighbors and, and even Egypt coming in and, and it's in world affairs. And they pretty much said, okay, well, we're, we're going to pull out. It was in 2005 that uh, Israel pulled its people out at gunpoint, pulled the, their own people out of uh, the Gaza Strip and said, okay, this is this is kind of the Palestinian, not the Palestinian state, but the Palestinian occupied territory, if you want to say that. And uh, very, very interesting. I mean, people all over the world have opinions about this.
1: So I th- so if if Sentinel show up and take them out, then we're going to know that this was kind of preordained.
0: Well, we know that Marvel is uh, a little bit in on it.
1: Yeah, Marvel is the Illuminati.
0: <laughs> they have the, the Illuminati, world. that's for sure.
1: Yeah, for realsies.
0: <laughs> okay anyway go on
1: um i answered your question
0: oh okay so you have nothing else <laughs> to say about march to axis
1: oh oh why well, I, I love the magneto title i hope this title doesn't go anywhere anytime soon i think it's great the art is so good for that feeling that is trying to be conveyed through the writing it's just a perfect match it's dark it's gritty it's um uh, it's not like Jim Lee or or Kubert or anything like that. It's definitely its own style. Uh, it doesn't try and copy anything else.
0: It's interesting to hear you say that because, yeah, it definitely does have a style that goes with the writing. Um, but what do you think about the portrayal of Magneto as more of a kind of helpless? You know, like there's a lot of times in in these issues where he is in control in the public's eye, but really... He's second-guessing himself, he's finding limitations to his powers, he is trying to do what he feels is the right thing, but comes up short a lot of times.
1: I think the most frustrating part about that for me is we still haven't been given a 100% clear explanation for why his powers are doing what they're doing. We've just been told that because he was so close to the Phoenix Five, that when they lost the Phoenix and their powers started short-circuiting, his did too.
0: He, you know? yeah, yeah. I, can you remind me who were the Phoenix Five again? Yeah, I, I, because, Cyclops. Okay.
1: Cyclops, Emma, Magic, Namor, and Colossus.
0: Okay. I for, for some reason I thought he was one of them, but yeah, you're right. He's not.
1: Yeah, but he was the one that you know when when Psylocke and Storm, the the rest of the Extinction Team, they kind and Hope, they kind of left Utopia and were middlemen for a lot of AVX. Before they finally decided to switch over, um, Magneto never did. He he stayed at Utopia. He was uh, Magneto's right hand man, and so that is the only explanation we've been given is that he was just in such close proximity to them that when the Phoenix left them, and and jacked up their powers, his got his got crazy too.
0: Yeah, I forgot about Colossus. I thought it was Magneto. You're right. You're right.
1: So that part I would like explained more because I think this would be a totally different story if it was full-blown Magneto. Definitely. Um, but it is kind of cool. I mean, Red Skull and Magneto have a little bit of a history of hating each other. Uh, you know, the whole Germany-Nazi thing could kind of do that to you. <laughs> and so it, it this definitely puts Magneto on a different playing field. a different, It puts him at a different spot on the playing field because of his lack of powers. And Red Skull having the S-Men and uh, the powers of Xavier—that's kind of a big deal. And because Onslaught was part of Magneto, you know, that's how Onslaught was formed—was between Magneto and Xavier. Uh, and to see, I mean, there's so many, so much interweaving here. You know, Onslaught was half Magneto, half Xavier. Magneto shows up, uh, very little power. His best friend in the world was dead. Uh, but he sees the manifestation of that right in front of him through one of his arch enemies. Like there's a lot of a lot of uh, emotions and inner turmoil that can definitely be explored in this.
0: I think it's interesting the titles that they're picking for for the March to Axis to kind of be involved in this. I'm glad it's this one. I don't know why Loki is one of them. Um, Uncanny Avengers that makes sense. Do you do you think that um, the having so much history tied into this is going to be prohibitive and a lot of people getting into it like you have the World War II you have the Nazi and and, uh, you know uh, Israeli um, you know Jewish type thing you have the onslaught stuff Um, you also have um, uh, the Genosha angle to it you know there's a a lot of there's a lot of comic book history that you, you almost should be privy to to fully understand and engage in this story.
1: Well, this is this is written by Colin Bunn, right? This issue, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, he's written the whole Magneto series, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm talking about Axis in general. Okay. I'm sorry. I was talking about Magneto. Well, I, let me diverge off a little bit of what you had asked. This is one of those Marvel titles that that really shines in showing that you can have continuity in a title, but it doesn't overwhelm it that new readers or, or people that haven't read, you know, a thousand issues from discount comic book services <laughs> and they'll still understand. You know, Jennifer could pick up this book and know who Magneto is, even from just seeing the movie. All right, he's he's uh him and Professor have um, you know, a attentious relationship and he controls metal. Okay. She could pick up issue one, read it all the way to nine, and not have to know anything else that has happened in the past because it it's so self-contained but then a continuity freak like me i open magneto one through nine and i'm flipping out because i see characters that magneto has beef with from the past and i see um different images that allude to things that have happened you know 35 years ago but to a new reader it doesn't matter they're just they just see oh it's a flashback to the past you know right Does that make so? For me, I love that this that the Magneto title itself has a lot of continuity in in it, but is also super accessible. And I wish that Marvel would look at this title as how they're able to gauge um, how much continuity we put into books, how much we don't. Because Magneto, the title, the Magneto title has done it perfectly Uh, with the rest of the the Axis crossover as a whole. um, It doesn't doesn't seem like a ton of it's going to be picked up on, at least from what the previews I've seen and from the titles, Magneto 8, 9, and Uncanny Avengers 24 that I've read. It doesn't seem like a ton of it's going to be picked up on. Um, It's just going to be bits and pieces here, but they're not going to really jump into a a lot of the stuff that's happened in the past.
0: Right, but they're going to do the Onslaught stuff, right?
1: They are, but I don't know that anything more than a panel... Showing, you know, maybe Onslaught being something in the past or Onslaught was originally conceived by the worst parts of Magneto and the worst parts of Xavier. I think right there, one panel does that. But even if they don't, I mean, they could still tell the whole Axis story without talking about Onslaught of the past.
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, do we do we have any clue how it, it's going to progress to from Red Skull to Onslaught? Because all we've seen is him in the armor, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. We just saw. I mean, I remember a couple years ago in Uncanny Avengers, we saw him at the. I think maybe it was Uncanny Avengers eight or so. Right. The last page had a picture of him in Onslaught armor, and we haven't seen anything since. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think, though? what What are your What's your take about? continuity aspect of axis
0: well i tend to because i'm only privileged to you know the 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 superficial historical setting and then also what i know like half of what i know about genosha i know i i'm experiencing this um from an outside perspective of, of only understanding some of it so um you know, when I saw him walking around Genosha, I was like, dude, this has to be really hard for him. He used to rule this land. Like, maybe not this piece of property right here, but, you know, it used to be his country. Um, I obviously saw the the correlation between this and, and concentration camps with World War II and, and uh, the Jews and the Nazis. But, you know, I don't know much about how you know, his... His history, his personal history with Red Skull, how many times they've come up against each other. I don't know much about Onslaught at all. I've never read anything where he shows up except for that young allies thing that you hated. Um, <laughs> so I don't know where that's going to lead into. I don't know if that means that Franklin Richards is going to show up and you know make a pocket universe or <laughs> if uh, everybody's going to... like. Is I, I'm not sure yet where this where the story's going to go. Is it going to be reality altering or by the nature of um, the divisive part of political parties is a Nazi type, a Nazism type party going to show up and really make people decide, you know, what side of the line they fall on. And because that's kind of the catchphrase of Axis, it's kind of, you know, there's a thin line between good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was true. If you if you ever read the uh, the book um, in the Garden of the of Beasts or in the Garden of the Beast, um, it's about Nazi Germany, the rise and fall of the Nazi Party in Germany from the eyes of uh, an American ambassador, and how. He saw he was he was just trying to write a book and he was an ambassador to Germany and things were happening which became unsettling. But his daughter really got sucked into the movement because it was kind of like, you know, if you were part of the club then you had the power and it was easy to um, subject your will onto other people. And it started out as just gangs beating up other people, but then it turned into a political party and like an elite group and you know a very gradual slippery slope type of thing. Well, I can see that going that way in this comic book. I mean, I may be reading into it too much. but um, So my interaction with this is more just knowing about Genosha. And, I mean, I really like this issue. I'm not a huge fan of the Uncanny Avengers anyway. <laughs> I don't really think Red Skull is a... The only time I've read him that I've really enjoyed him is when Brubaker wrote him in Captain America... And so, you know, this March to Axis, the whole Axis thing, I, I, don't, I don't want a, a shake-up of the status quo, and I think that's what I'm going to get. But I do have to say, oh, and also, I, I don't really care for the S-Men at all. I think that they're frivolous and kind of arbitrary. <laughs>
1: Ooh, arbitrary.
0: <laughs> so, but I will say that this Magneto issue has definitely sucked me into the story. So this helped me to read Uncanny Avengers. And I wanted to know what happened to Magneto, and that's basically why I read Uncanny Avengers. Gotcha. I, that's a long explanation, but that's kind, yeah. of, kind of my feelings on this.
1: No, it was good. I, I, I'm with you on Uncanny Avengers. I, wanna, I really want to like it. I want to be into it. I want to feel like it's important. But I'm not feeling those things.
0: I still feel like what happened with Havoc and Wasp and the, the other alternate reality and everything, I still feel like it doesn't matter and it's gonna go away. But I mean apparently it's there and they spent all this time. Um didn't we didn't we talk about a few episodes ago about like was it was it Havoc that again spent all this time in an alternate reality before? Or was that X Man or something? no
1: havoc he spent all that time in the mutant x reality
0: oh see this poor guy how many times how many times are they gonna do this to (laughs) to him
1: and he got a big scar on his face during that time too Uh, this is it's not as bad as he has now but
0: so like he's basically lived two or three lifetimes and that's the same as cable well, it depends on how fast time
1: passes in these alternate dimensions.
0: We well, right, but I'm saying, as as far as him experiencing time, you know,
1: yeah. But didn't the, didn't Uncanny Avengers talk about it being a, like a 15 year relationship?
0: Right, exactly. That's what I mean.
1: So are they all 15 years older?
0: I mean, probably not. Nobody ages in comic books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's whatever. <laughs>
0: it's whatever man all right what what about death of wolverine
1: oh, i don't even like to talk about it i'm really bummed about this
0: do you really think he's gonna die
1: yeah i mean i think he'll be back in a few years but i think he's i mean they're gonna kill him
0: okay so out of what we've seen so far the death of wolverine issue wanted to have you These foil covers are fantastic, man. Like, I know they're a gimmick and everything, but they are nice. Yeah. They are nice covers.
1: But that, I
0: mean, there's, the, there's the trade-off of having the book $4.99, so. Yeah, about that. So. But
1: the art inside is gorgeous. You could take each page and frame it up on your wall.
0: Ah. Oh, it is amazing McNiven is top notch yeah
1: it's so good he could he should like draw every book I've
0: heard of uh, I've heard of Justin Ponzer he's the colorist I haven't heard of Jay Liston liston the anchor uh, but I know Justin Ponzer does a lot of good stuff man, what do you think about what do you think about this this issue well
1: uh It kind of went in, I guess, a direction I wasn't expecting Uh, with Ogun. You know, I wasn't expecting Ogun to be a part of it or Lady Deathstrike or Shadowcat. (laughs) Right, right. I was kind of, each time I was like, oh, 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 huh, didn't see that coming. (laughs) And that's kind of cool because with previews and spoilers these days, a lot of books, as I read them the day of, that they came out, I'm like, well, I kind of know what's going to happen. So this was kind of cool to just be surprised for once. I did I did enjoy that part, um, but I don't know where it's going. I know where it's, I know it's going to Wolverine's death, but I don't know how we're getting there.
0: Right, and it's only a four
1: issue mini. But part of me is kind of cool with that. Like I know we're gonna get there, but I have no clue how we're getting there. You know, yeah. it's the old. It's back in the day when you know there weren't. 20 titles every month, every week, you know, you had like six titles, would, six to, to ten titles would come out. the previews, you only knew previews if you went to the comic book store and looked through their preview magazine there. Uh, that was it. There was no internet. There was no spoilers. There was just, each time you read the issue, you were like, whoa, what's going to happen next? I like that.
0: I like that too. Been, what do
1: you think? Do you think they're gonna kill him?
0: I would if if I didn't if this was not titled the death of Wolverine. <laughs> seriously, if it wasn't titled that, I would not know that that is where this series is going halfway through.
1: Oh yeah, that that's a good point.
0: I mean, it could be titled you know, tour of Wolverine's life, you know. <laughs> And I would have no idea that it was leading to his death because there's nothing that indicates that, you know, it's just like people are trying to kill him. That's the same as always. That was the first issue. And then the second issue, dude, how he looks with the beard and everything is so awesome.
1: <laughs> I didn't even recognize him.
0: I, I, at first I was like, who is that? And then I was like, oh, is that Wolverine? He looks so cool. He looks so Cool. So, and uh, it's, I'm just saying, it's probably no coincidence that I've decided to grow a beard. You have? Yes. Oh. Jackie yes. asked me about it the other day, and I was like, well, I mean, No Shave November's coming up. She was like, it's not even October. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, well.
1: Were you homeschooled, too? I'm seeing a lot of months patterns, like, not jiving.
0: No, I use that as an excuse. I'm going to see if I can do all the way to Christmas without shaving it. Uh, you, so you, you're a beard guy. I, yeah, I like, I like having a beard.
1: I've never, se- I mean, I've only seen you on a handful of times, but I've never seen you with a beard. <laughs> You've only seen me a handful of times. <laughs> when I really think about it, yeah, I've only in real life seen you a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> like, weird internet relationship we have going on
0: <laughs> <laughs> how'd you guys meet on the internet he's totally real
1: but we did go to school for four years together
0: <laughs> right yeah we we i mean we passed each other <laughs> yeah, to.
1: i yelled at him at the afro-american museum
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> true he almost pushed me into an exhibit <laughs> if i had a beard then he wouldn't have i know that
1: no, i would have been super in- if jackie would have had a beard i would have been intimidated too
0: <laughs> so how powerful is viper
1: Uh, powerful as in, um, powers-based or influence.
0: Well, I mean, like, clearly, you know, Sabretooth is scared of her, and Wolverine's kind of, you know, it's kind of a big deal.
1: Because I don't think it's so much her, it's the influence that she has and things that she can make happen to people. I mean, she's Madame Hydra, you know? Right. She's, she carries a lot of weight,
0: Right. I got you.
1: I think there's something more going on with the Sabretooth situation than just Viper.
0: Well, I mean, the thing, the last time we saw Sabretooth and Paul Cornell, he was wearing a suit and everything, and he was this mastermind behind everything. Yeah. It's,
1: you know. Well, answer me this Where do you think this takes place? Just based on, we know Wolverine is not going to be a part of Axis.
0: It's Magipore.
1: No, no, no. In continuity. <laughs> no, no, my bad. Because in Uncanny Avengers he's, you know, having breakfast with Scarlet Witch and Rogue and says, Tomorrow morning we're gonna all meet up and go after Red Skull, but I'm gonna fly off for a little while. But we know he doesn't end up taking part in Axis. So
0: Wait, how do the, we know how do we know he doesn't take part in Axis?
1: Well he's not in anything. So far? Like no promotional zippo. So I well would then, I would
0: saying. I would say that this is where when he flies away is when he's coming to Madripoor.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. Okay. So he goes, but in issue one he was on the island by himself. Right. So do you think he went to the island first, then went to the Unity Team, then flies to Madripoor?
0: Uh, that's a tough call because it seemed like he had been on the island for a while.
1: That's what I thought too.
0: So if he's been on the island for a while then he would have to come back and to the unity team. But but in this issue he loses an eye. So and he lost it with very little
1: ouch saying.
0: <laughs> with, with very little expression of pain.
1: I mean when I was doing racket uh I racket remember ball, that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was like, "Jesus, come take me. Let's <laughs> go home now." <laughs> And I didn't even lose an eye. You know? <laughs> so,
0: I mean, he's tough. <laughs> he is tough. He's been through a lot. But he's experienced all that pain before. It's just the healing. Every time he gets hurt, he still feels all that pain, right? Yeah.
1: I, I, he's just tough. I got, I got respect for him.
0: Got respect, yo.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just... That's crazy. And where is the eye? Can you oh, take the eye
0: and clone him? It's totally, it's totally jelly.
1: Totes jelly.
0: No, it's totally made into jelly.
1: I'm totes jelly. That <laughs> he can take a hit like that.
0: I at first like when he started ripping his shirt, when, I was like, "What is going on here? What is he doing? Like, <laughs> is he is he gonna make out with her?" And I was like Why is he taking off his shirt And then I was like Oh oh He's covering his eye That makes a lot more sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is he gonna make out with her
0: I was like Well that's disgusting (laughs) (laughs) They're all bloody And she's got those tree hands Like Dr. Seuss Dr. Seuss Like uh, Crow's feet Dr. Seuss Crow's feet
1: Yeah Oh Like the literal crow Yeah I was thinking like Oh did Dr. Seuss Have bad crow's feet Around his eyes (laughs) (laughs)
0: no (laughs) all right anything else on this book i mean obviously uh we have kitty pride jumping in
1: i guess i'm just bummed i like it's sad there's been so much lead up but you know eventually this character is gonna die you know
0: do you think that this is a well-written book i think so i think it's been pretty good it's held my interest Uh, yeah i've been pleasantly surprised i like soul's I liked his Thunderbolt stuff. I liked. Uh, I'm liking his She-Hulk stuff, um, but I think this is this is probably his best thing so far. It's not like there's a whole lot of dialogue, but man, the art just makes it real, you know? Yeah, that does it for me. All right, so now let's move on to the Last Will and Testament of Charles Xavier.
1: Yeah, what what do you think about this? I kind of talked a lot last episode about Matthew Malloy. Why don't you give us your perspective a little bit?
0: Okay, I, th- I think you had said that it's kind of a tired concept, like we, we do this a lot, like you know, an Omega Level, they come in all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though that is true, I really, really like the callback in this to, um, to Tony Stark and his five nightmares. I think that was like one of the first story arcs by Fraction. Um, after the reboot for or after the renumbering of, of Iron Man. Okay.
2: Um,
0: and because I remember that I was like I was sitting there I was like, oh man, I remember that. Yeah, that's true. And so I, I'm really really interested in what's gonna happen. And I you know I think this is a roundabout um, will and testament and this kind of definitely overshadows the whole um, married to um, married to mystique thing. And I think that Bendis is trying to make less of a deal about that, um, which is cool. I like that. You know, he's saying, you know, this is, yeah, 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 we, we need to do this for story-wise, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is, I need you to go check on this. This this mutant is, out, is possibly out of control, and I need you guys to do this. Um, I think my favorite thing about this whole book, though, was... When the young team says... They start thinking about who are the villains and who are the heroes.
3: Mm.
0: I, you didn't like that? No. Why not? No, it was good. No. You didn't like that. No, I no. didn't. No, I
1: did. I did. That was good.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I I just thought it was great that they, they had to actually go into the discussion. And you have, you have this new team who's only been around for a couple weeks... Who are kids, but you know some are adults, and then all of a sudden they're talking to the cuckoos, who you know are basically villains anyway. Like they're just right now standing next to superheroes, and that's the only reason why they're heroes. Yeah. Um, it just depends, you know, if if Emma Frost is around or not. <laughs> and you know, finally the guy is just like, you know what? I mean, why are we? Why are we even training? Why are we fighting? I love how Bendis gets to the. To these questions. You know, you, you don't see these questions in other people's books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that, that was my take on this. How about you? Um I guess
1: the part that stood out to me the most in this issue was that they killed Exodus.
0: Okay, is that who that was? Because I was I it looked like him and I was like, I, I think I know I'm supposed to know that dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exodus and Headlock. But Headlock was always just a loser character. But I liked Exodus when he originally debuted. He was like, he's one of those 90s big bad guys like Strife and guys like that. Wasn't he in Blood Ties? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. But then he just kind of, you know, after his big reign as the the new big bad guy, he just kind of became, you know, almost a villain of the week, like, He's part of a group. He's not super powerful anymore. That kind of stuff. So I, I was sad that that's what's become of Exodus, let alone that he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, that stinks. But I don't want him to die.
0: <laughs> he was, wasn't he in a few years ago? Wasn't he in uh, an X Men book uh, that featured Gambit? Was it X Men Legacy or was it adjectiveless?
1: He was in Legacy. Um, he was also part of the Brotherhood. Under Chuck Austin, with Mamo Max. Maybe that's
0: Remember what that? I'm thinking of. Mammo Max.
1: Remember him?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: I just that was. I mean, this story didn't really do a ton for me. Um, you know, we saw that we got a this new villain, and and Storm yells at Cyclops to get it together, and they head out, and and um, Shield meets them big deal like not a whole lot to me happened in this story but exodus dying was the big part of this issue
0: that's pretty funny to me that that's the that's the big thing for you <laughs> and he like cracks his neck right
1: yeah and his eyes blade out and it's kind of kind of uh in your face yeah
0: yeah so um what what do you think's gonna happen
1: uh what do you mean
0: well, He's I'm dead no. <laughs> no with with Malloy.
1: Oh, I really don't even care. <laughs> I don't even, it's hard to like this. It's like you were saying you know it's happened a million times. like it's really hard to build a a genuine care for this character. I just want to get to what else is in the last will and testament, what's going on with Mystique? who you know does who does Xavier leave the school to those are the three things I want to know.
0: what do you what do you think about those artist Anka?
1: I think his style is appropriate for um, a different tone of book.
0: A different tone than this
1: Yeah this I think his style like I could see him on runaways.
0: I could see him on the current secret Avengers run. Okay, kind of a lighter, with more humor.
1: Yeah, that's that kind of goes along with Runaways. Yeah, yeah. But for Uncanny X Men, I guess I would want something uh, a little different in style, like maybe McNiven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be cool. I Uh, I can't, I can't imagine that McNiven's work is quick. You know,
1: no, that's why he doesn't do much. You know. Like, when was the last time you saw him on, a, on an ongoing? Civil War? I don't know. No, well, I mean, he did, he Old, did man, Old Man Logan.
0: We don't talk about that one here.
1: But think about why he did that, and that makes a little bit more sense of why all of a sudden it just shows up and doesn't have to do with the previous issue or the issue following, you know? McNiven, it takes him a long time to do that, so he'd probably been working on it for a long time, once it was finished, then they could put it in there.
0: Do you think that he gets paid less or the same amount as everybody else? Is he penalized for taking for, for a higher quality book? I don't know
1: how, I have no clue how that kind of stuff works. If they pay them based on issue or based on how quick they can turn something out, uh, if they pay it based on, you know, what sells higher.
0: I don't. I don't know. That's probably what they should do. If if there's a if there's a really big name artist and it sells higher, then that's probably how they should pay him. And then if it's late, then people dropping the book and saying, "Oh, that guy's always late," then that would reflect directly on them. Yeah.
1: Because huh. I I don't know. I, I feel like we have enough contacts that we should be able to ask somebody in the comic industry.
0: Yeah, probably. Hmm. I'll have to think about that.
1: I wanted to go to I tried to get us press passes to go to Cincinnati Comic Con this past weekend, but never heard back from them.
0: Huh, I wonder why. Yeah, I don't
1: know. So we were gonna you know, we'd be willing to give them some free press.
0: But... <laughs> I would uh I would have drove up. Would you really? To get press passes, yeah.
1: Oh. Well I would have paid for you to get in. If that's all it took. <laughs> You just won a free ticket. I would have paid for you to get in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's very nice of you. The Green Ranger was there, Tommy. Oh, he's good. He's an MMA fighter, right? Or maybe not MMA. Yeah, MMA, not UFC. Well, did I tell you that he called me? No. What? What are you talking
1: about? I won a contest on his Facebook page. It was the first person to comment gets a free voicemail. And I was the first person to comment. And so he... Left a voicemail on my email. Wow, dude. Hey, Jared, this is Jason David Frank. And I'm like, oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) It's Jason David Frank!
0: The heroes that you have, (laughs) just, they kill me, man. I didn't even know his name. He's the reason, he's why I
1: grew my hair out in high school. (laughs) Are you serious? I wanted to look like Tommy the Green Ranger.
0: He was the White Ranger
1: he was green first
0: he was evil
1: he was green evil then green good then white (laughs) but i could never i guess nobody ever told me about this thing called conditioner so my hair was always long but just huge and never looked like tommy's what does conditioner do it chills your hair out (laughs) chill out it was just like so big and afro-ish but it was down to the middle of my back and it just looked gross
0: down to the middle of your back
1: oh yeah it was nasty but i thought i was cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you've always kind of had a hair thing huh
1: yeah i've never really found a hairstyle i could just go with. (laughs) Oh oh, oh speaking of hair thing, I went to a used bookstore to buy two books, two comic books, and I used my credit card and she's like, Oh hon, I need some ID. So I pulled out my my old Cedarville ID that was on top of my wallet or whatever. So I showed her that and she goes, Oh, we're gonna need something, you know, maybe state or federal issued. Like, that's no big deal. So I showed her my ID, my driver's license. Which had my hair when it was kinda of spiky crazy. And she goes, Oh, I can see why you didn't want to show me that with that hairstyle. <laughs> I was like I leaned across the counter, I punched her in the face and I took my comic. <laughs> <laughs> After you paid? Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like I kept my social work face on. I was like, oh ha 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 but inside, I'm like, that's so rude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I tell you one time I went and uh I had to show my ID and um the lady said, "Oh wow, you lost a lot of weight."
3: <laughs>
0: and I was like, "What?" And she said, "Well, I mean, not that much." <laughs> <laughs> I was I felt so bad about myself.
1: I'd say well, I did think you lost weight, but then after looking at you, yeah, you didn't lose that much.
0: <laughs> right. What in the world? It's like nice recovery. Well done.
1: Yeah, you're gonna need to give me a discount.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, you're gonna need this wine for free.
1: <laughs> oh, you were buying wine? Yes. Well maybe she was drunk.
0: <laughs> maybe she was drunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: Always buying wine, Andy. Not
0: always. That that you know. After that one, that took a lot out of me.
1: That that would make you want to drink.
0: <laughs> You're driving me to drink. I'm fat. I, uh, uh, I turned remember. to Jackie the other day and I was looking in the mirror, man, and I was, uh, I was I couldn't believe it. I was getting I'm getting gray hairs on top, like not on the side. not like Reed Richards style, <laughs> but like mixed throughout, mm. and i was like jackie do you do you see this and she's like oh i love them and i said the right answer was no i don't know what you're talking about Oh, uh. <laughs> was we were sitting in this manager's meeting at work <laughs> and this guy he's like he's he's worked here for 13 years or whatever and um He's like, yeah, it's been stressful around here lately. I mean, I found my first gray hair. And the guy's like 40. And I was like, in the middle of the meeting, I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, today it's been a bad day. It's really stressful. I found my first gray hair. And I was like, I I feel like I I want to punch you. (laughs) (laughs) This other guy leans across the table and says, go with your gut on that one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so what are you going to do are you going to color it
0: no i'm going to age gracefully
1: what andy what really yeah why because you're only
0: 31 yeah oh if i change my hair color there's no way i'm gonna get a match well
1: no but after one color and you use that same color all the time, that becomes your new color. Like, people become accustomed to that's how your
0: hair is. Yeah. I don't know. That seems expensive.
1: <laughs> uh, if you're going to buy some kind of cistern to put fruit in, I think you can afford some L'Oreal. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're gonna buy some cistern to put fruit in <laughs> that is a quote. <laughs> okay, I'm done with this discouraging book. I don't even know what we got on this. All right. <laughs> did you read Avengers number thirty-five?
1: I did. Okay. Only because you told me to.
0: <laughs> because I told you to. Time runs. Out.
1: well i mean i was a, I was like oh i haven't read avengers 34 so i couldn't read avengers 35 but that is not true
0: oh you you did read
1: it or no i didn't read 34 so i thought oh i can't read 35 but then when i read 35 i was like oh this doesn't have to do anything to do with anything that's ever happened
0: so. <laughs> ever 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 Yep, so this is the one that's eight months later, so everything is going to catch up to this in eight months.
1: Yeah, what did you, it was pretty different, what did you think?
0: Well, I was not a fan of the art changing, I do not like Bradshaw's art. Um, This didn't read like a Hickman book, so it's kind of weird about that, but I think we see, I, I need some help with the characters here. So we start out with the, the ex nihilos or ex nihili um, all helping each other out and defending, uh, trying to make it – let's see here. Oh, they're trying to, to to hold together a planet or a moon, but it just – they say it gives up living. And then um, we have a bunch of characters that we saw in Infinity and then also in the first um, the first story arc of Avengers. But I'm trying to figure out who – This girl is who is the wife of Cannonball? Do you know who that is? No. No. I'm wondering if it's Smasher. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, that would make sense.
0: Okay. So apparently, eight months from now, Smasher and Cannonball are married. They have a baby, which is weird because... Are they married? Are they married? Maybe not.
1: We know they've got a baby,
0: right? But if this is eight months, doesn't the gestation period nine months?
1: Well, but Smasher is an alien, so maybe it's not.
0: Okay, all right. And wasn't she? Isn't she uh, under Ames' influence right now, or wasn't she?
1: She was, but isn't Cannonball also captured on Aim Island?
0: I thought they escaped. Because they brought back the young, the next Avengers.
1: So maybe something happened why they were captured.
0: Okay, maybe. So then we find out that Sunspot has bought AIM and now is in control of AIM. And then Starbrand and uh, Nightmask are are fighting some of the uh, some of the builders. So there's just a lot of unanswered questions, you know.
1: Yeah, and, I think that's intentional, though.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But then we see Hyperion with a beard, and he's talking to Thor, and they're about to go and, and do something. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. Do you know?
1: No, but Hyperion is rocking the ponytail. Yeah, yeah. The Jason David Frank ponytail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, these two characters are probably the best part of this book. Um <laughs> But then, really interesting, we see Amadeus Cho get caught uh, trying to steal something, and he from Shield, and we see Captain Marvel and Hawkeye, and then some uh, some droids, some you know some suits, Iron Man suits, or uh, I'm sorry, war machine suits that are out and about and acting in and of themselves. and uh, it's you know, what do you think? This whole book is really strange. Yeah,
1: it is, but I think.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. That... And then the last thing we do is find in in charge of Shield is is uh, Invisible Woman, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're looking for, they're looking for Iron Man, uh, Hulk, Hank Pym in his yellow jacket costume, uh, Captain Britain, Doctor Strange, um, Beast, Black Bolt, and Black Panther. And Reed Richards, so they're all on basically the most wanted list. So basically, most of the Illuminati, but some more people than just the Illuminati.
1: Well, I'm assuming that these people are now in the Illuminati. That these are now members of the Illuminati. Probably, because uh, she says where are the she ne- she makes the list of all of them and then says where are the Illuminati hiding. So for her to make that list I'm like oh we got new members right it's not really that secret of a group if everyone's in it
0: yeah and everyone knows right yeah <laughs> so what do you think about speculate any speculation about what we've seen happen or i mean the probably the most compelling thing here is um is this last amadeus cho and invisible woman the illuminati thing
1: yeah, that one kind of, I mean, all of it was kind of surprising, you know, from Sunspot buying AIM and Cannonball having a baby and that kind of stuff, but I never would have thought an invisible woman would have been working for S.H.I.E.L.D. and doing that kind of thing, because the Fantastic Four have just been pushed to the side for, for so long now. I didn't figure that they would have a big big role in this. Right. But she was kind of a big deal for Age of Ultron. right. I don't know, I, I thought uh, the the coolest part of the whole thing was the Amadeus Cho and Cahoots with the Illuminati, who are all on the run. I thought that was probably the most interesting part.
0: Which makes sense, because Amadeus Cho is one of the most, you know, he's he's one of the smartest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, Sunspot buying aim, that's kind of a big, big, big changer. That's like, you know, Hydra is now owned by shark girl
0: right it is that's what i felt too it's like one of those things that it's really not going to matter but it's it's kind of like well how can you just go ahead and make that change that doesn't make any sense
1: yeah something more so like cannibal having a baby all right we've seen superheroes have babies before and it doesn't really change them it's no big deal but owning you know one of the main evil groups of the marvel universe that's definitely going to have some ramifications. It's kind of hard to just brush that aside.
0: Well, what do you think about kind of the new uniforms and uh, of the Illuminati? But also, what do you think about who are the good guys, who are the bad guys here? Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. I, I guess I didn't really look at it from that perspective. I just came into it as oh this is all brand new it's all fresh i understand i'm not gonna know what's going on but that's how it's supposed to work it's supposed to kind of work its way backwards or or whatever
0: right what about you i i don't i based on what we've seen in new avengers i would say that the illuminati's the bad guys but based on how this issue is set up you would think that the illuminati are the good guys because anytime you see a police state, usually you're like, oh, well, I mean, you know, we're f- f- we're with the Rebels or, you know, it doesn't yeah. seem like. But, you know, you have Hawkeye, Invisible Woman and Captain Marvel standing right there.
1: I did. Li- I like the color schemes. Those were cool.
0: Yeah, they, they definitely look cool, but I don't like. Like, if that's a permanent change, that's going to be tough to swallow.
1: It was kind of like the X-Force versions of their costumes.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you have a new um, Reed Richards costume. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have a new yellow jacket, I guess, and that's it. And Iron Man. But it was kind of weird, um, the helmet that Invisible Woman is looking at, and then also having Captain Britain. I never take him seriously. Ever, you
1: know? <laughs> Yeah, he's always been like this big deal in the Marvel Universe, <laughs> but he's never been portrayed that way.
0: Right. Now his power is based on how much confidence he has. Right?
1: That's Gladiator.
0: Are you sure? I'm sure. Well, I think it's also Captain Britain. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that how I sounded? Because <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> because
1: he's like he's like super powerful and he's this big deal in the marvel universe but there's so few stories that have ever portrayed him that way we've just always been told he is
0: right understood i think it was interesting how thor and hyperion probably the strongest people right there in the marvel universe at this point um are out in their uh, in the savage land doing their own thing
1: well is thor because he doesn't have mjolnir
0: is that where he gets his power from?
1: Well, he's got Yarn Yarn, right?
0: Yarn Yarn. And <laughs> doesn't he, he... Look, he's got a robotic arm there, too.
1: Is it a robotic arm, or does he just have metal over top of his arm? It looks, like a shield casing.
0: It looks robotic to me, because the other one doesn't have it.
1: I think he's just trying a new fashion. Hmm.
0: Um. Thor's
1: up on the, the latest trends.
0: Is not that why he's wearing no shirt and a cape?
1: Yeah, it's coming. You just wait. The new trends usually hit us Midwesterners a couple years after, after they hit, like, L.A. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking probably two years. It's capes and yarns.
0: What you're telling me now is that you're done this book.
1: Well, what I'm telling you is that's why i got to work out so hard
0: because oh, the
1: the upcoming... have got to look good with just a cape on and a metal arm. Right. I can't be, like, all skinny. And, <laughs> you know, with you losing that weight, according to that lady, you know, <laughs> you're going to get there, too.
0: That was a long time ago. I've gained it all back.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> then you get a cape for the front. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. All right, anything else to say about this book? (laughs) No. Okay, I am really looking forward to where this is going. Uh, I do find it interesting that basically this book is everything about the Marvel Universe except for the X-Men.
1: I know. And Spider-Man. Right, yep. I mean, we we have Hank in here, but that's it. And and Captain Britain is kind of in the X-Men universe.
0: Yeah, but he's not a mutant at all. No, but he's
1: married to a <laughs> kind of a mutant. She's like half-elf, right? Yeah, that's why I said kind of. <laughs> and he's been on ex, two Excalibur teams.
0: Right, right, yeah. Anyway. And he,
1: his sister is Psylocke. Oh, yeah. See, so there's a little bit of an
0: X-Men thing in there. All right. Well, we uh, we uh, we'll keep our eye on this. I hope it's worth it. Um, I'm gonna keep both eyes on it. <laughs> okay. Let's let's go to our next what segment. Okay. Know. We are going to do a Mad Lib. And you are going to provide me with what I ask for, the parts of speech. You're a teacher, so that'll be fine. And uh, then no, I'm going to ad- read this back to you. It's going to be, the theme is X-Men. So any answer you give me is going to have to do with the X-Universe.
1: Okay, but can we preface this?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I taught kindergarten. Okay. You'll be I able didn't to get this. teach you, adverbs. This is fine. You'll be able to get this. Like Those dumb kids, they didn't... No. There's no con- there's no conjunctions
0: I'm asking you for. Okay. Okay. All right. So, name of school.
1: Westchester. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, if I had a pen that worked.
1: Oh, we need to be prepared for our episodes. <laughs> okay. We as in you. <laughs>
0: Understood. All right. Noun. Uh, mystique. Okay. Uh, adjective um happily how does that have to do with the X universe
1: hey is it well angrily <laughs>
0: okay noun storm okay name of organization
1: hellfire club
0: you're good you're good at this all right noun beast <laughs> Noun Forge Forge is a verb And we're not doing a character So give me a noun
1: A noun is forge
0: No, it's not A
1: person, place, or thing
0: Give me a thing
1: Ultimate nullifier (laughs) Okay
0: (laughs) Okay Location
1: Asteroid M
0: verb ending in ing prancing prancing okay verb ending in ed pranced all right name wolverine okay adjective ending in ing um running running okay <laughs> noun
1: any kind of noun (laughs) thing a thing yeah um forge's leg
0: forge's leg okay all right group of people plural
1: brotherhood of evil mutants
0: okay okay verb ending in ing dancing okay occupation
1: headmaster
0: Okay, name? Dazzler. Okay. Uh, adjective?
1: Um, Harry.
0: Okay, that is an X-Men adjective because it has <laughs> to do with Wolverine. Title?
1: Um, professor.
0: Okay. Okay, name of organization? X-Factor. Okay. Location?
1: Weapon X facility. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, address. Is there an address in the Marvel Universe? 1407 Gray Malkin Lane. <laughs> I was hoping that you knew that. <laughs> Group of Did people. You know it? Nope. Group of people.
1: <clears throat> Generation X.
0: Okay. Uh location? Holy cow, how long is this? Get humor me. All right, Madripoor. Okay. Name of organization?
1: Uh we are going to go with Excalibur.
0: Okay? Name of wealthy individual. Sebastian Shaw. Okay, name of mutant? Shark girl. <laughs> okay um name of location or i'm just sorry location
1: muir island
0: okay only a few more plural noun um
1: a plural noun um Moleman. man
0: <laughs> mole men. okay musical character
1: Oh, I already said Dazzler. Chaney. Lila Cheney.
0: Lila Cheney.
1: I've always said Lila.
0: <laughs> you know, I thought you were, I wondered if you were going to bring her up. And I have no idea who that is, but I've heard other reviews from other podcasts with her. <laughs> uh, is there another musical's character?
1: Lila said Spiral.
0: Okay. And possessive character name.
1: Possessive character name.
0: Yeah, like a character, like like Jared's.
1: Oh, okay, I gotcha. Gambits.
0: Okay. All right. This is a news article that was released today. Okay? (laughs) I'm going to read it to you. Okay. The Tina Turner Museum at Westchester will open Friday afternoon. The mystique is located in the happily one-room school Turner attended as a storm which is run by the Hellfire Club Heritage Center. The exhibit will feature multiple costumes, beasts, the ultimate nullifier, and personal commentary from Turner. When we first discovered asteroid M and started prancing ideas on pres- preserving the structure, we could never ha- we we could have never pranced <laughs> that we would be where we are today, said Wolverine, executive director of the center. Working with Tina's team has been such a running experience and Forge's leg and the Forge's leg that we are unveiling has not previously been assembled nor (laughs) on public display. Her story is intertwined with that of her brotherhood of evil mutants several of whom will be dancing. (laughs) Created by interior headmaster Dazzler And officially sanctioned by Turner, the museum is meant to serve as a physical representation of her hairy impact. According to a news release, known as the Queen of Professor, Turner has won eight Grammys and has been inducted into X-Factor. The Weapon X facility, which is now located at 1407 Gray Malkin Lane, is one of the only few remaining Generation X American one-room schoolhouses. The school building was moved from Madrapur, Turner's hometown, to Excalibur Heritage Center in 2012. <laughs> the land the school was built on was purchased from Sebastian Shaw in 1889. Shark Girl was a former slave who came from Muir Island after the Civil War. He, she was also the brother of Shark Girl. Turner's great-grandfather. The school closed in the 1960s. Tina Turner Heritage Days is an annual event and will be from Friday through Sunday at the center. The event includes Mole Men, a performance with rock guitarist Lila Chaney. Chaney, right? Channing, What's her name? <laughs>
1: Whatever you want. <laughs>
0: okay. A photo contest, a concert with Spiral, and a tribute to Turner with Gambit's Truly Tina. Yay! I think that went over very well. I thought you did a great job. Good job. I really just wanted to tell you about this museum opening up.
1: Oh, trust me. I knew. Oh, did you really? Uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Because we're going to be out of
1: town this weekend. You cracked me up. I'm super bummed. Super bummed. Because... I don't think it's gonna happen, but there is a rumor that she's gonna be there.
0: What? I thought she was, you know, not allowed back in the country after she said, "I'm no, no. longer an American citizen."
1: <laughs> no, she's allowed to come back. She just doesn't have to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> well, good for her. No, I, I don't think she's gonna come, but somebody said that they heard that she was. So, I've got a friend that's gonna text that is gonna be there, and that will text me if something changes, and I will be. Speeding my way to Nutbush.
0: I feel like with our contacts that we have in the industry, we would know that for sure.
1: <laughs> our con Who? Who? Jason David Frank and Mark Wade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Hint them or George Perez. Oh, are we connected to him? He did an intro for us.
1: Yeah, but I've met Mark twice, so that's why I included him.
0: Oh, you guys are besties? Totes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, thanks for humoring me.
1: No, that was good, man. Good job that you put
0: a lot of work into that. Uh, Yeah, probably more than I should have. All right, let's go on to State of the Union.
2: The State of our Union.
0: Man, lay it on me. What kind of news we got going on?
1: Oh, for the State of the Union, we've got all kinds of stuff. First, we're going to hit up Spider-Man and the X-Men being announced as a new title. The X-Men are my people. Spider-Man is your people. What do you think about this coming together?
0: Uh, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's going to be a good read. What? You What? You know, if you're... The two don't really mix. I mean, if you're trying to go on adventures with Spider-Man, if you're just trying to include him in a team, then why the school setting? And then if you're trying to include him for humor's sake, I think it's going to fall flat. And, you know, it just doesn't make sense. The book needs to make sense.
1: Well, the premise behind it is that he owes Wolverine a favor, and Wolverine knew he was going to die, so he had talked to Spider-Man about coming in and, and teaching for a little. Teaching one class of just a few kids. Because one of them is working against them. And Spider-Man has to figure out who it is.
0: That sounds that sounds very convoluted. Like, what are the chances of that actually coming together and happening? You, uh, know, what, you know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, it'll have to happen. That's the whole premise of the story. <laughs>
0: what's the (laughs) what are the chances of that happening in real life (laughs) don't say none because they're not real characters
1: well the writer do you know who the writer is is it jason latour no who is it? it is the head writer for the daily show
0: what yeah so what's latour gonna be working on
1: la nothing probably la nothing
0: naga 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 Naga, not gonna work here anymore (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna be doing.
0: Huh? Well, is he a is he a name? Do we know? Do we know this guy's name, or is it just the head writer?
1: Uh, off the top of my head, I don't have that information pulled up.
0: Okay, we need to. Be I'm now. I, now
1: I'm unprepared.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's obvious.
1: Ooh, three punches. <laughs> but I've been doing abs
0: every day, so <laughs> you can never overdo your abs. That's what Adam said. Well, I mean, he knows where if he speaks.
1: Yeah, he, like, did competitions and stuff, so I trust what he says. Competitions? For what? Like, posing competitions.
0: Posing competitions?
1: Like muscle competitions, you know? Like, where you work out, and then you get a spray tan, and you go up on stage, and you flex and stuff?
0: For what? Why would you do this?
1: Because it's a competition. <laughs> I don't that's what people do it's like you know some people compete in baseball and some people do comic book podcasts i guess
0: (laughs) i guess i don't know those people are idiots Uh, all right okay all right adam well done i i I, that's pretty impressive i guess so
1: so the lesson of that story is work your abs every day
0: (laughs) right yes he said you can so that your your friend can insult you on a podcast
1: no, you said that you do your abs on you do your abs every day too.
0: Oh, I work my core. Yes. Very important. Good. I'm just trying not to get flabby.
1: Oh, yeah, you don't want that. I don't
0: that... want to be gray and flabby. Oh, don't be either. I'm try I mean, I can't help the gray thing. You can. I can't help the naturally becoming gray.
1: Oh, you know what you're getting for Christmas, don't you?
0: Ah, uh, less stress? I'm
1: sending you a bottle L'Oreal.
0: <laughs> it better have a, a a picture of a pretty girl on it.
1: Well that's how when I colored my hair, it was always pretty girls. I just tended to not want like the beastly women on the front covers. I was like, I don't want hair like her.
0: <laughs> okay. Like, oh, all right. like Tina? Is that what you're talking about?
1: No, see that doesn't even hurt me because I know you're trying too hard now.
0: Well, I mean what kind of hair does she have?
1: A wig. Maybe that's what I'll get you. I'll get you Maybe Tina I should wig. go to that route. I'm going to get you a Tina wig.
0: Good. That would go great with my beard. What? That would go great with my beard. Oh. <laughs> go on. Tell me the rest of the news.
1: All right. State of the Union. <laughs> um. Deadpool movie has been announced.
0: What? Okay. Are you excited for this? I'm going forward with trepidness. Trepidation? Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic.
0: Oh, you took it before I said it. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, I'm really excited, but I don't see how you could do this movie if it was PG-13.
1: Well, it has not been confirmed as PG-13.
0: I uh, I, I think that i think that to do it right that he would have to be talking to the audience he would have to be off the wall crazy he would have to do like all of a sudden everything would stop and like a thought bubble would occur above his head it, you could do it you could do it true to the character or you could do it um like serious like a like a a crazy deadpool you know what i mean i mean i'm okay. sorry not crazy Deadpool. a crazy punisher So if it's PG-13, then you have to kind of capitalize on him being nutso. But if it's rated R, then you have to capitalize on him just loving killing people.
1: Well, you don't think that they could do it PG-13?
0: I think that if they did it PG-13, they wouldn't capture the essence of the character if they concentrated on the mercenary stuff instead of the craziness Mm. so to do it a good pg-13 they would have to make it like super crazy i gotcha that's what i'm thinking
1: i don't know that i want to see a rated r deadpool movie (laughs) i'm probably the only one but i don't know that i want to see that hmm why not tell me i I think part of the part of the allure if you will of (laughs) deadpool is that when you read it that you know, stuff has different symbols for his words and stuff. It it's uh, it just has a different flavor to it than actually saying the curse word or saying the vulgar thing. So like when you watch it when we watch a TV show and they bleep something out, oh, you know, I can watch that. But if they really said the word, I think I would just be turned off and
0: I wouldn't be into it. But I, I see what you're saying, but. I think that, you know how, you you watched the the Deadpool episode, uh, Ultimate Deadpool episode mm-hmm. in Spider-Man. I thought that was good, except for the guy's voice. I thought it was too squeaky. Mm-hmm. So if they did it like that, I can see a PG-13 version of that. But I really think that to do him like how he's meant to be, kind of like a New Mutants and, and X-Force kind of guy, you would almost have to do like a Punisher war zone with craziness
1: uh,
0: i wouldn't okay. mind watch i wouldn't mind seeing that i mean kind of like a kill bill type of thing
1: yeah see i i definitely passed on that one
0: well we actually walked out of that but that's because i was with miss jacqueline so
1: <laughs> oh so you'd be fine with it
0: probably honestly yeah Gotcha. <laughs> You're no, like, that's, and that's fine Gotcha, i'm writing that down I, nope. thought, I thought the Punisher War Journal or was it Warzone? Punisher Warzone? Was just an awful film. But I think it was because it was just so hokey. But if you did that in that regard and tried to make it crazy funny because that's who the character is, I think it could work. I mean, they've already done... If they've done a Punisher Warzone that's rated R and this character is way more likable and has a lot more... Uh, fan base because of um, the different medium that we see him in. You know, we see him in video games, we see him in... um, It's just... They can't do it like they did in Wolverine Origins.
1: Oh, gosh, no. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: No, that was awful.
1: Yeah, I think that Fox agreed that was awful, too.
0: Yeah. I don't know why they allowed that. So, is, is Ryan Reynolds definitely the player
1: he's not definitely but he better be <laughs> <laughs> i know that not a lot of people are are no they didn't like his version of Deadpool, and i think that's agreed upon but um just hearing the love that he has for the character i think he's gonna do it do it right and you know lauren Schuler donner has said you know it wasn't done right the first time we're gonna get it right we know who the character is rob liefeld has come out and said how good of a of a, a story it is so we'll i think it,
0: i think it's interesting that they're releasing this are they, are they going to be releasing it before the x-force movie
1: before the next x-men movie
0: didn't they say that they were going to do an x-force movie
1: they have, but they haven't released a date on that one.
0: Right, so is this one going to... Oh, we don't know if it's before, but have they released a date on this?
1: Yes, February 2016.
0: Huh, interesting, February. So we're
1: Yeah, we're only a year and a half out.
0: Huh. I think that using the CGI, if they did motion capture for with CGI with the suit, I think it would be really, really good.
1: Well, you, you saw the trailer, like that, that leaked trailer that got out.
0: And that's definitely part of it?
1: No, that's what they were shopping around when they were talking about whether we're going to do a Deadpool movie or not.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I mean, that was,
0: that it was, was pretty, awesome. It was pretty good, right?
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sent it. You still got it, right? Yeah. I put yeah. it in the Dropbox.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, do, Were you reading Avengers Undercover?
1: I read it for you. Oh, today.
0: I thought I thought you still I thought you really liked it. You you liked Avengers Arena.
1: I loved Avengers Arena. Avengers Undercover was meh.
0: Yeah. What so about you? That finished up and I I feel the exact same way. The whole series seemed like a waste of time.
1: Yeah, even the ending was just like, "Oh, I was 10 issues of wasted time."
0: I I read it and I was like, "Is this thing done? Is it is it over? How how can you tell?" What's going on here? So, I mean, I do like the idea of having a 12-issue series or a 10-issue series and then being done. And then maybe moving on. I like that idea. But, I mean, because then if you don't like it, then, you know, you're going to have something else. But this, as a, you know, they tried to kill Arcade and then to make up for it, they tried to infiltrate the bad guys. I don't know. It's weak.
1: Yeah, it could have... I don't know. It could have been so much more. Right. I, I did think it was interesting, the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, how Baron Zemo was like, look, guys, S.H.I.E.L.D. is in every part of you, and you want to give them... And you're okay with that. You're, the, I'm the bad guy, but S.H.I.E.L.D. can, you know, kill you with a laser shot from your phone because they read everything.
0: I think that that was awesome. However, it just came out of left field...
1: Well, but it kind of made me think, oh, now we're reading 8 months later and Shield is in charge of everything. Did this happen or not?
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't put the two together. So, that, that that is an interesting thing, but I don't know if they purposely tied that, you know, when you have different um when you have different editors, it's tough to
1: Oh yeah, I definitely don't think it was intentional
0: (laughs) it's not intentional but it could be true all right uh thor god of thunder wrapping up what do you think about that did you read this did you just hijack state of the union from me oh i'm sorry go ahead i'm sorry i just i i'm getting nervous about the time because i know you want to you want to watch agents of shield well agents of shield debuts tonight i did not realize that
1: All right. So Agents of Shield season 2 debuts tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! All right, where do we leave off?
1: Um Coulson was writing this alien scribble on the wall. Okay. So What's that about?
0: I don't know, but didn't we see that this main character, the girl, she's her parents are what? Monsters, they said? Yeah. Sky. Sky. Right. Yes. So what yeah. is it going to be? You think it's going to be in-, in humans or monsters or m- the age of miracles as we saw?
1: Yeah, well I don't know. I mean they it looks like they injected cree DNA into her. So that could play a factor. They we know that they injected it into Coulson. Uh, Absorbing Man is going to be on the show.
0: Oh, Creel? Crusher Creel? Yeah. Nice. He's coming this season. We're going to have and... Mockingbird
1: Yep, and Mockingbird, and I um, had somebody else I was good. Ge- oh, um, what's the cold guy? Blizzard is gonna return from season one, and Lucy Lawless from Xena Warrior Princess. She's a character this year.
0: Huh.
1: So I think it, I think it's, it'll be it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Now, are they still on the run? Because because Shield is defunct, right?
1: Yeah, this it it sounds like it's going to be Coulson rebuilding, but also still taking down Hydra threats that haven't been captured.
0: Huh. That's pretty cool.
1: So yeah, and then to go along with that, I don't know if you've purchased the Captain America Winter Soldier Blu-ray or not. I have not. There was no one shot on it. Oh it was so sad
0: why are they waiting for the deluxe so they can release a one shot uh, marvel's never done that before
1: they just i thought there were tons of places they could have expanded but you didn't get anything that was a bummer
0: man but you got the movie though when you bought the movie
1: yeah i got the movie and i got to see myself but i wanted
0: a one shot <laughs> <laughs> oh that is such a good movie i can't wait to see it again you should come over. Okay, yeah, I'll be right up.
1: I would have paid for your ticket for Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> I, I heard that rumor, yes. Um, Thor got a Thunders wrapping up. Right. I heard that also.
1: <laughs> I heard that a couple minutes ago. <laughs> Did you read it?
0: No. Okay, that's fine. Um, you know, I read the letter in the back, of Jason Aaron saying, Hey, guess what? This is still the same story. Don't give up on me, basically. Uh, just... It, i mean it screams of editorial saying hey wouldn't it be awesome if uh, thor was a girl uh you can you can work that into your story can't you we'll renumber that's fine you know that's that's how i took that it's like ugh. so basically this last issue was oh here's a tale about malekith here's a tale about the god bomb here's a tale about galactus and uh you know just kind of recapping the whole series all 24 issues and then it's like oh well the unworthy well, here's a here's a story about that and then thor gets angry and says don't read this and it's basically you know it's grandfather thor um mm-hmm. in the future and he's basically leading up to thor being a girl so it was like uh why are we why are we doing this i mean i'm i'm not against thor being a girl i'm not against the natural story progression of anything it just seems like editorials dictating this that's what i mean if it if it didn't even seem like it then i'd be for it but everything seems so contrived from the end of um original sin where he's having a hard time picking up the hammer to to this closeout issue you know, I'm way more interested in the character of Thor in Avengers than I am in this book.
1: I didn't read it.
0: <laughs> I mean, the first 12 issues is, is fantastic. You should read that.
1: I know. You said that. John has told me that. Uh, I probably should. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really good. Uh, you get on that. I'll, I'll read Extinction Agenda.
1: I bought you Extinction Agenda.
0: Are you asking me for a gift? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> How would that be asking you for a gift? Well, oh, I thought you were asking me to buy you store.
1: No, I'm telling you to read what I bought you.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you had my stuff in the sell pile that I bought I you. I did
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> it's still up there. It's not been sold because it's
0: not to be sold. Uh. <laughs> i have look i have um batman year one uh batman dope. death in the family Gross. i have gotham central it volumes two three and four i have extinction agenda i have all these books that people keep handing me and saying oh yeah, yeah you read this yeah it's be fine and i and i always say i'm not i'm not going to be able to read this right away and they're like fine yeah no that's fine that's fine and it's i You know, I'm like 17 issues behind on uh, the current stuff.
1: Okay, let's get something straight. There are people that give you things to read, and then there's me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? Okay. Let's not confuse the two. Oh, right, no. We need to have priorities and place importance on one. Clearly. Goodness.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to go further with that.
1: No, I need to stop before I get upset. <laughs> okay. Alright, last thing. We'll just hit up uh, Thanos vs. Hulk limited series by the one and only Jim Starlin. Are you at all interested in this? I am.
0: But you, it, the, the Starlin thing was such a letdown for you before.
1: It was a huge letdown, but I believe in grace and I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> what about you?
0: Uh, I'll probably read the first issue and and if it's dry, I probably... If, if I see no tie to continuity and it's dry, I will probably not read it.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to give it an issue.
0: I'll this give it one. I mean, the Savage Hulk thing that we're seeing? I mean, that that's... You know, I can't... I barely can do that. So. But that's not Jim Starlin. I know, but it's another... Isn't it... Uh, is it Art Adams or is it... Who is it? I don't know. It's No, isn't
1: that... Um... Davis?
0: Yeah, Alan Davis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a legend. A legend.
1: <laughs> and then last, okay, lastly again. We're going to have t-shirts for real. I can't wait. What color? Navy.
0: Oh, they're my favorite.
1: That's what you wanted. That's why we went with navy.
0: Are you serious? You did that for me? That's what you said. I
1: I'm so touched. You told you told me in in Deadpool words that those shirts better be navy.
0: Did I say that?
1: It was like reading an unedited Deadpool comic.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. How much are they going to be? Oh, uh, we're we're still working to try and get them as low as possible, hoping that shipped to you, our our listeners, we're hoping to do fourteen dollars shipped to your house.
0: Oh wow, that is not bad at all.
1: That's so what we're hoping. We're Darren. Um, is still working on getting a couple kinks worked out he he got us a good deal um with a, a printing guy that he knows and and he sent off our logo to china to get it you know polished up so it looks real nice okay and um, hopefully sooner rather than later
0: so what was it gonna have on the shirt what was it gonna have on the front of the back
1: it's just going to be our logo. It's not going to have our heads. It'll just be the Marvel Six One Six Politics logo. Did you not
0: but, give him the rights to use the heads you created?
1: Well, the heads were going to cost more uh, because they were different colors than the logo. Sure. And the shirts are based on the colors. Yeah. So I didn't. I'm trying to keep the cost as low as possible
0: yeah well, wow. we can always expand into that, you know I mean, do this run and then put the heads on another one and not have the logo you know and, and
1: <laughs> yeah just just our two
0: heads, yeah,
1: and then I'm hoping to get on the back some sort of you know marvel six one dot com or check us out on facebook or, or something like that. We're oh. still working stuff out darren has a Darren does Michael web solutions, but he does a million other things too, so he's I'm learning
0: awesome. that about him, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I I'll, I'll buy two. Well, I'll buy buy three then. Well, it's not a competition, but okay. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I'm really excited about that, and it has nothing to do with the fact that all my t-shirts are getting holes in them. So
1: maybe we'll get you like a little fitted shirt, and it'll be like your goal shirt.
0: My goal shirt?
1: Like uh, this? I'm my goal is to be in shape that I can wear this fitted shirt
0: i am in shape to wear fitted shirts you are sure well look at
1: you then (laughs) (laughs) look at you (laughs) you're just a jerk we'll get you one of those v-neck shirts down to your belly button No,
0: no 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 what kind (laughs) wait wait what kind of neck is this a crew neck yeah good good what do we know what kind of shirt is it american apparel
1: holy cow i don't know andy (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm just if I it's have, Egyptian cotton or not, I don't I have preferences. Okay, yeah, you got navy. That's it. Okay. <laughs> the rest you're gonna smile about and be happy. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. now I'm hoping that you know I don't know because Jennifer's like I would like a pink one. Like that's a good point. She would probably like a pink one. She would probably like a fitted pink one, not a regular small, medium, or large. She is such a, a, a,
0: a such a supportive wife.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'd like different colors. And, and, you know, you we could hopefully, maybe we can get more than a few colors if people want different colors. Because I would totally buy like four or five in different colors and wear them throughout the week.
0: I think I would do that too. So.
1: All right. We got to wrap this baby up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Agents You're going to miss your premiere. Is this is Marvel 616 Politics. Of course, you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at 616politics and visit our website, marvel616politics.com.
1: You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can give us a call and leave us a message or ask us a question. 616-755-TINA. You can look us up on Instagram. Our handle is marvel616politics. You can also look us up on YouTube. Our handle there is Marvel616Politics.
0: We are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Go there, order your comics, get 40% off. Why not? You're going to buy them anyway.
1: Good question. Why not? Also, we're sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, www.crpsavings. They are a membership, discount based program for all of your purchases through Office Depot. Check them out and get a membership today. We're also sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com. 1B. With 1B for all of your internet, marketing, and social media needs. And t-shirts, apparently, right? Yes. Connections. Check out MichaelWebSolutions.com.
0: All right. And I think that's it if we don't have anything else. So until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics.
2: Body politic? Not Stanley here. I'm just checking in this week because, well, on the last few shows it was suggested that awesome Andy is frequently blamed for being wrong about things over on the Facebook page. Andy, I just wanted to let you know that you were right about just about everything in the last couple of ish uh, episodes, that is, of the podcast. Now, for those of you keeping score at home, that was number 71 and 72. Not the babysitter inflation thing, though. You were wrong about that. But everything else. And seriously, ask Jared for John Vermeen's contact information. He's in veterinary school, after all, and happy to be a consultant to a fellow member of the M6P bullpen on all his animal-related trials and tribulations. Until he's an actual doctor. then uh, Then you'll have to pay him, I suppose. Oh, speaking of that... John's got a great new column in the works for the Marvel 616 Politics website, where he'll hypothesize, based on his physiological know-how, on just how the superpowers of all your favorite Marvel heroes created by me could really work through biochemistry. It'll be sort of like the physics of superheroes, but better. But bear with John, true believers. He's back in vet school now, which is like medical school, multiplied by seven. So his contributions to the site may be a little less frequent for a while. I guess that just means somebody else will have to pick up the slack. Get to work, McVicker! Well, that's all for now. Enjoy the rest of the show, body politic. Excelsior!
0: A voice transplant?
1: Why not? I mean, we, we can put on a person. (laughs)
0: what okay i was recording this for after segment but now it's becoming inappropriate
1: no please don't this is just for andy and jared (laughs)
0: How, how do you get close i don't think that that's a good idea
3: at all